Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Bubbly Thoughts Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Bromley, and I'm here to send you positive messaging, good vibes, bubbly thoughts, all kind of good things. Um, so today, I want to talk about something that not a lot of people would consider a quote-unquote bubbly thought or happy thought, and I want to talk about my love for horror movies. So just as an FYI, this episode won't be scary, I promise. Um, Many of my listeners avoid my Halloween episodes where I have written short horror fiction stories and recorded them for you guys to listen to. Um, They avoid episodes that usually have any horror or scary in the title or anything like that. Um, So there's nothing scary about this episode. It's just kind of talking about theories and all that kind of good stuff. So don't worry. Any, nobody should be scared of this episode. Hopefully, if something about this episode scares you, it might be just like the sound of my voice and then none of these episodes will ever work for you. So anyway, um, okay, so I promise nothing. Again, in this episode, we'll discuss anything to make you afraid. The only thing you guys should be afraid of is that you may actually want to try to watch a horror movie after this. JK, probably not, but we'll give this a shot anyway. So if you guys have listened to any other episodes, um, you'll, you know I love horror movies, scary books, stories, all the above, and I know plenty of other people that do as well. And so I'm not as much of a minority as I thought I was for most of my life, <laughs> because the more I talk about how much I like scary stuff, other people are like, oh yeah, I totally do too. And then other people are like, no, you're actually freaking crazy. Um, but that's okay. We're, we're all different people, and I, like, respect people who don't like scary movies, too. But, so, also, I have often questioned what the appeal is for me. Is there something wrong with me for appreciating this genre as much as I do? Um, the answer is maybe or maybe not. <laughs> I'm mostly kidding here, but in all honesty, the answer to this question really depends a lot on different factors that I kind of wanted to cover today. So if you're also an avid like horror or scary book, movie, story, concept, blah, 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 um, there may or may not be something wrong with us. So (laughs) I'm gonna dive into that right now. So why is it that people enjoy horror movies or scary things? And most, you know, most of the time when I have questions about something, I go to Google. So I did a quick Google search to see what theories are out there. And here's what I found. So Malcolm Turvey, who is the director of film and media studies at Tufts University, he explains that the horror is a genre that people tend to look down upon and not take very seriously. It has a reputation of being a low, somewhat trashy, titillating genre that appeals to our basest instincts. But it's a wonderful popular art form through which very complex ideas and creative techniques can manifest themselves. And if you can get past the very cliched view, you realize there's an embarrassment of richness in the genre itself. So he also mentions a theory regarding the attraction to the dark side. And this theory is known as the beast within. 
It's the most popular theory explaining the genre's popularity, according to Turby. It argues that an unconscious, repressed part of every human is actually savage, that the veneer of civility is very thin, and that beneath that is essentially a monster. According to this idea, although we consciously disapprove of what the monster is doing, deep down, part of us enjoys seeing the murder and mayhem the monster unleashes, because if we could, we would do that. I will uh, say in my case, I mean, I'm not going to say there's not a monster inside all of us, but I can, violence is not ever something I've thought about. I would not say that that's the theory that applies to me specifically, but I appreciate the theory nonetheless. There's also the theory of sensation seekers, and this is the idea that horror fans are wired or socially formed in such a way that they get a kick out of the fear and other strong visceral sensations of watching horror films. Um, this thrill may be especially, like, especially pleasurable in a context um, where there's no real threat to us. So what's special about consuming horror is you can feel certain strong feelings without suffering the consequences, which allows you to enjoy the sensation. And finally, there's the theory that horror movies contain symbolic representations of real fears. So Frankenstein, for example, um, which Turvey, the professor who I'm speaking about, requires his students to read because it is so important, and which is 200 years old this year, gets at the power of science to alter nature in a fundamental way. While the newer movie, Get Out, tackles real social and racial fears. Horror films can put us in touch with what we're really afraid of, which are often socially constructed fears, according to Turby. Part of what, you know, one marvels at is how they cleverly, is that how cleverly the filmmakers are using the vehicle of the horror genre to articulate those real world issues. So this shit is so spot on for me. Like, I was like, yes, absolutely. I loved Get Out. I'm going to dive into that here. So speaking of the movie Get Out, I want to have you consider another theory that has always stuck with me from the wise words of Jordan Peele, aka the director of Get Out, Us, and the remake of Candyman, which will come out later this year. Um, if you aren't a fan of the horror genre, you might know him from his comedy duo show Key and Peele. Um, I mention this because when I first heard that Jordan Peele was creating a horror movie, when I had only known him as a comic, you know, not that I did very much, very much research on him actually, so me thinking comedy was his main form of talent could have been entirely wrong in the first place. So take that with a grain of salt. I was shocked though. All I knew him for was comedy. Um, so I was shocked and kind of like, this is interesting. Like, it kind of got my mind working and all that kind of good stuff. Like, wow, this very funny person is creating, like, a horror movie. And when I did some more research on him, I read a quote from Jordan Peele where he said something along... I couldn't find the direct quote, but he says something along the lines of, there's a fine line between horror and comedy. Both use uncomfortable situations and make them entertainment. And I was like, ding, 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 like... Obviously, I'm not talking about your Katherine Heigl rom-com kind of comedy. You know, I'm talking about a comedy special or stand-up where the comic talks about real-life uncomfortable situations and often uses vulgar, expressive, and raunchy verbiage to make you laugh. And damn it, it's okay to laugh at the comic who says a crude joke, even though when it feels like you shouldn't find it funny. Like, you're allowed to laugh at inappropriate things. It is absolutely okay. 
No one ever said, oh, that comic is hilarious, but super sweet and didn't tiptoe over the line. You know, they have something like that. And it's called a TED Talk. Go watch a damn TED Talk if that's what you want. You know, which is the same thing I could say about a movie. If you don't want to experience the feeling of being uncomfortable, thrilled, unsettled, all while being in full control of not letting it have a negative effect on you, then don't watch horror or scary movies. Like, respect. I totally get it. They're not for everyone. But I genuinely believe they bring value to the people who watch them. So hear me out. This is all kind of what's been going through my head. It might be a bunch of mumbo jumbo, but like stick with me on this. It's a practice of going beyond the horrifying parts and seeing why what's terrifying you is happening. Is the director trying to paint a picture for you of something that you've experienced in your life or something that you're fearful might actually happen? Are they trying to show you that these are related to social issues that do exist and hyperbolizes them to prove to you that even your worst fears at the height of how terrifying they can actually be realistically will never be as bad as they actually seem even if they're terrible? Or are they just as terrible in the hyperbolization makes you realize how bad things really are? Does it provoke you to take action on why something might evoke these emotions and in turn makes you a stronger person conquering the fear that held the power of you before? Is it that you want to ignore the things that scare you and pretend they don't exist? Instead of fighting our fears, if we try to understand them and realize we're stronger than them, we can be a better, more functional and successful person. Imagine what you could do if fear didn't hold you back. So I digress because I may have lost a lot of you with this, but this are just kind of some things that I've come up with why it's okay to watch a horror movie. It's okay to enjoy them. It's okay to understand what makes you afraid, what makes you tick in order to help yourself grow is really what I'm getting at with all of this. So I want to circle back for a minute to the film Get Out. In brief, because I really don't want to give anything away, I don't want to go into details, it uses the horror genre to dive into topical social issues. I talked about racism as being something along those lines. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it, so I don't want to say what happens, but I will say it's one of my favorite horror films and I've watched it often. So I, of course, did some further research, like I was saying on Jordan Peele and the film Get Out before I watched it. So in an interview for Forbes, he was asked by the person who was interviewing him, what horror movies did you like growing up? You know, ones that influenced this one and ones that you just liked as a horror fan. To which Peel replies, well, in this first category, we've got movies like Rosemary's Baby. I grew up actually a couple blocks from the building where it was shot. When I was younger, it was actually a little too close to home, so it really kind of freaked me out more than I could appreciate it. It's grown into possibly my favorite horror movie. I definitely looked at Rosemary's Baby and The Stepford Wives as tonal inspirations for Get Out, especially because as those movies are developing, we reveal more and more about the sort of awful direction it's heading. I love The Shining. I think for most horror fans, it's going to be high on their list. I also love Halloween. I love The Birds and everything Alfred Hitchcock. So... Basically, what I'm gathering from this question is that he has fantastic taste in horror movies because these are some of my favorites as well. Um, and another inquiry that I thought gave us kind of like a thought-provoking um, kind of thing happening here from Peel was another question that he was asked from uh, the person interviewing him for Forbes. 
when you were first developing the project, were you intentionally developing a horror film because you liked horror or because it was a genre that has a long history with being able to tackle social and topical elements in the trappings of a popcorn entertainment? Jesus, that was like the wordiest question ever, but you get what he was asking here. And Peel responded with, it was both. I've been a horror fan for so long. I've done so much comedy over the last 15 years, but you could recognize a lot of similarities between the genres. So much of it is pacing. So much of it, you know, reveals. So much of it is the ability to pinpoint when an audience is going through and what they're going through at that very moment. A big part of it is I've been wanting to do horror for a long time and luckily I've kind of gotten something of a training through comedy. I definitely felt confident in the fact that it's a genre that all you need to work with is the story and the scariness and the emotion. If you can get that, you can make a decent movie in the genre. As with comedy, I feel like horror in the thriller genre is a way, one of the few ways that we can address real life horrors and social injustices in an entertaining way. We go to the theater to be entertained. But if what is left after you watch the movie is a sort of eye-opening perspective on some social issues, then it can be a really powerful piece of art. So this, all's, this is me talking now. So which circles back to why I brought him up in the first place, to show you that many people, not everyone of course, but many people can be entertained by the fucked up genre that is horror. Guys, okay, even if I didn't convince you today to go home and watch Silence of the Lambs, that's totally okay, and I understand where you're coming from. I really do, like, I get it. Just as I believe there's nothing wrong with loving horror, there's absolutely nothing wrong with hating it as long as you understand why you hate it. That's my biggest thing. So the way I want to wrap this up is to emphasize that you don't have to feel like a crazy person to enjoy this unique genre. Sometimes you might just be invested into a deeper dive into making yourself a better person and in turn making the world better too. Again, I know this is a stretch, but think about everything I said earlier, okay? Or maybe that it's you really do just find it entertaining to be afraid. There's no wrong answer. At the end of the day, be who you are, like what you like, appreciate each other for our differences. I love you guys. Thanks for listening to this edition of Bubbly Thoughts. And until next time, cheers.